we are getting to uh, read the scripture this morning and we are believing that the Lord will speak to us. You come expectant. Amen. Amen. May the Lord fill the desires of your heart. We will read verses 33 and 34 of Luke 7. For John the Baptist came, neither eating bread nor drinking wine, and ye say, he has a devil. The son of man is come, eating and drinking, and ye say, behold, a gluttonous man and a wine-bibber, a friend of publicans and sinners. Luka esuleyom saamvolinyorua satumwesatu. Kubanga yokano mubatiza yajja ngatali ya mere so ngatanywa mwenge nemugama anti aliko daimoni omwana wo muntu yajja ngalya nganywa nemugama anti laba omuntu omuluvu omutamivu mukwano gwaba woza era ogwaba line bibi God bless the reading of his word you may have your seats this morning kama wo mikso kusoma kwe chigambo chimsobolo kwe tuli akenchalero by the grace of God i would like to uh, speak to you this morning on the subject of the sinner's friend. So John the Baptist came eating and drink um uh, the son of man John the Baptist came and he was not uh, the scripture says he was eating he was neither eating bread nor drinking wine and they said he had a devil. Bible so the people never accepted John the Baptist because according to them the way he was because he was you know drinking uh, eating locusts and wild honey and, and the way he was dressed you know the way his hair was made and because the Jews were holy people and uh, they had kept all the traditions as it was given unto them by Moses they spoke and said that uh, John the Baptist had a devil and indeed according to all the Jewish teachings John the Baptist looked like he had a devil praise the name of the Lord and then Jesus came for Jesus was eating and drinking like the rest of them and they said look at this glutton look at this wine bibber look at this friend of publicans and sinners so among the things that Jesus was blamed or condemned for was that he was a friend of sinners and the, the people that were blaming and condemning Jesus were actually the people that had been trained under the law of Moses they had been raised up under that they had 
been trained to live holy. They have been told not to touch, not to test. You touch not, test not. Do not. And you know they had been raised like that. And so they had developed a conscious, a holy conscious, so to say. You know, do not touch something that is dead. Do not eat something that has died by itself. Do not touch blood or eat blood. Do not, you know, and, and when a woman is sick or when she's given birth or something, she should not be in the congregation. You should not eat before washing your hands. And you know, there were many traditions in the law of Moses that actually the Jews had kept for years and years before the coming of Jesus Christ. But remember that when Jesus came, he was beyond all those traditions. He had come above all the traditions because he had, he had come to fulfill a New Testament. Because he had come to bring a new thing. And you know, whenever there is a new thing, there is always have to be a change. A change of course. A change of direction. If you want, listen church, if you want God to do something new for you, you have to open up your mind and your heart for something new. How many understand that? So we see that when Jesus came, the Jews never received him. And the reason why the Jews never received him because he had received the people that according to them were vile. And even Peter himself, the disciple of Jesus, after Jesus had died and rose again, Peter refused to preach among the Gentiles. Because according to the, him, the Gentiles were vile people. The Gentiles ate pork. The Gentiles ate things that the Jews were not supposed to eat. So according to Peter, the Gentiles were vile. They were and they were not worthy of the gospel of Christ. But you know, the Jews and the disciples of Jesus, they had one thing that they needed to understand. And that is what we spoke on on Sunday, Sister Grace. It is called grace. Hallelujah. Amen. Do you know grace? Have you found grace? These people did not understand that grace had to go beyond their traditions. Grace had to go beyond what they knew. It had to go beyond their doctrine. You know, God loves a sinner to the extent that he can break all the existing laws in order to reach one sinner. 
when he came, he called himself a shepherd. And he called himself a good shepherd. And he said, a good shepherd will live 99. And go for the one lost sheep. And go for one sheep. Praise the name of the Lord. Sister Winnie, you sang a very appropriate song this morning. Such love, such wondrous love. That God should love a sinner such as that. And then Brother Luanga gave an announcement for an outreach to the sinners. I believe we are all in one spirit this morning. The Holy Spirit has a message for us about the sinners. Praise the name of the Lord. And so the shepherd will leave the night there nine and go for the one lost sheep. But the righteous will always claim that they are the ones supposed to be worthy of the gospel. But according to Christ, the gospel was not and never has it ever been meant for the righteous. The gospel was always meant for the sinner. Let us look at Luke 7.33 again, but in the amplified version. It says, for John the Baptist has come neither eating bread nor drinking wine. And you say, he has he has a demon. The son of man has come eating and drinking and you say, look, a man who is a glutton and a heavy wine drinker. A friend of tax collectors uh, and, and, and sinners including non-observant Jews. And here is the verse 5. He says, Yet wisdom is vindicated and shown to be right by all her children. His children. And here in brackets it says, by the lifestyle and moral character and good deeds of her followers. Now, Jesus is a friend of sinners. Yes. But it is kind of ironical that his followers, their lifestyle, their moral character, their good deeds, they are unmatched. They are unmatched. The followers of Jesus, they have this moral standard. They have this lifestyle. They have this character. They have the good works that you cannot find anywhere else. 
There are people who follow Muhammad. And others who follow Buddha. And others follow Krishna. But I tell you what. If you want to see people that have good morals. Good character. Good deeds. A lifestyle that can match. Come and look at the followers of Jesus Christ. But what happened? The followers of Jesus were supposed to be sinners. In other words, when Christ comes to you, he comes to you while you are a sinner, but by the time he's done with you, you are no longer a sinner. Praise the name of the Lord. Christ He's a sinner's friend in all ages. He's been. But we are here to spot now, to the spot now, he says here. The Gentiles of that day failed to see it. Because it was in human flesh. I wonder if we will do the same thing. I wonder if we will make the sad mistake that they did. They failed to know him. They failed to understand who Christ was and why he came. They failed to understand why he loved sinners. They failed to understand why he always associated himself with sinners. And do we believe that Jesus Christ is also the same in our generation? If he is, he will do the same, same thing he did then. He will love sinners the same. He will associate with the sinners just the same. And they fail to understand. They fail to know him. Because he was the word for that age. He was identified in a human body. A boy that had no education. That we never know him going to school. He had no credentials. He even come out of any he even come out of any organization of that day. No education. He had no reputation of nothing but a crazy man. A whiny beaver he was. A, a friend of sinners. A man turning the world upside down. But he was illegitimate. Listen to these words. He was illegitimately born. His mother was pregnant by a soldier and taking his name as the son of God or calling himself a prophet that, that this Galilean so called a prophet. Now all the words I've read is what people's opinion was about Jesus. The Pharisees looked at him like that. Who is this man? He's an illegitimate born child. He's a wine beaver. What was the first miracle that Jesus did? He, he turned water into wine. 
Praise the name of the Lord. What did they do at the, at, at, at the Lord's Supper? They drank wine. I can now see your thinking. But remember when he created that wine at the marriage of Cana, the Bible says they drank too much that they became satisfied. Hallelujah. Amen. The Bible did not say they became drunk, but they became satisfied. And Jesus was associating himself with the people of no reputation. And he was a, a man from Galilee. He had no credentials whatsoever. He had no education whatsoever. You know, if Jesus was in our generation today, very few people would regard him to be anything. anything. Because Jesus was the worst according to the description of the Jewish culture and religion. And above all, he was a friend of sinners. But the word, listen, Brother Barnum here says, but the word was made made manifest. Where was the word? The word was in this man. This man that had no rigor. This man that had no credentials. That had no education. That was a friend of sinners. This man was the word manifest. This man was God manifest. It was God walking on two feet in Jerusalem. It was God, amen, associating himself with sinners. If you don't want sinners to be associated with Christ, where do you want them to be? If he has not or had not associated himself with sinners, he would have failed at his mission. But the mission of Jesus was sinners. The mission of Jesus was the bad people. The mission of Jesus was the people sitting in darkness. He that said in the beginning, let there be light, is the one who had come down now. And he was made manifest in a man called Jesus. So that he can come in the darkness of the world and be able to speak again. Let there be light. In the midst of this darkness, that is why he was always near sinners. Hallelujah. Amen. That's why wherever sinners were, Jesus was. Because there was something in him that was interested in sinners. And if that same Jesus, if that same Jesus is in you, you too will have an interest for sinners. If you don't have interest for sinners, that Jesus is not in you. That Jesus that is 
is in you. Maybe it's the one that was in the Pharisees. What was in the Pharisees was not Jesus. It was the law. The law will condemn. But Jesus will always save. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. This God has put on my heart for a few weeks now. And, uh, and uh, I, I trust that, you know, I'll bring it with the same fervency. Listen. It says, but the word was made manifest. As many as received him, to them gave he the power to become the sons of God. Who rejected him? The holy people. Who condemned him? The holy people. Who put him on the cross? The holy people. Who received him? The sinners. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. He's the same one who said that a master, you know, made his party. And he called the people to come. All his friends. All the holy people. All the people of his caliber. All the good men and the good women. He called them to come. But every one of them had an excuse. I'm sorry I'm going to bury. I'm sorry I'm going to marry. I'm sorry I have an, an errand to run here. And none of them came. Listen friends. The rapture is coming. Do you believe that? If you behave like Pharisees. You will be surprised. <laughs> You will be surprised that you may never be a part of it. All oh, these good men who had an invitation, who had the message, they did not go. They failed to go because of their righteous indignation. We have entitlement. We have an invitation. This is ours. This is our message. We are going to the rapture. They are sinners. They are bad people. They are gangemen. They are sinners. They dress mini skirts. They dress trousers. They use makeup. But for us, oh, we are going in the rapture. Forget about because that is the mindset of a Pharisee. Praise the name of the Lord. That's the mindset of a Pharisee. That's the mindset of these people who received the invitation. But the master told the, 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 the messengers. None of the people will come. Oh, 
Oh, he felt so bad. He said, all right. I've already prepared my party. I've already prepared everything, all the food. Somebody must come. Somebody must come to my party. Go out to the streets and byways. To the byways. To the small streets. Go out and call them. Whoever you see. Tell them to come. And I've heard people who say that this message is not for babies so we shouldn't go and preach on the road. Listen. This message is for sinners. Hallelujah. Amen. We must go on the road. We must go in small towns and trading centers. And we must tell it. Hallelujah. Amen. They will come from there. And they came in. And they came in. And they filled the master's party. And the master was happy. Hallelujah. Amen. Because there was somebody on his party. It's still the same thing today. And so is it today, he says. Uh, when we see this great Holy Ghost move made manifest. As many as receive him, to them gave he the power to become sons and daughters of God. Jesus Christ identified the same by his word in every generation. Praise the name of the Lord. And in our generation, he identified himself by giving us the message of the hour. And whosoever shall receive it, whosoever shall believe it, to them he has given power to become the sons of God. We know sin is unbelief of that word. Sin is not drinking, smoking, adultery, fornication. That's not sin. And you, you know, many times we emphasize on those fruit of sin. You know, many people actually usually think that the forbidden fruit was actually adultery, was, was the woman having uh, an intercourse with the, with the serpent. No. That was only the outcome. Hallelujah. The sin that she committed was actually unbelief. Refusing to believe the word. Receiving another word instead of receiving the word of her husband Christ. And because of that she was uh, she, she, she became a sinner. She had she had uh, she had uh, Stop believing the word by believing another word. And whenever you believe something wrong or contrary to this word, you end up doing the things that are bad. And the, and, and, and the adultery that she committed was the result of the sin. If you do any of those things, 
If you begin going to bars and, and, and is it called boozing or buzzing, whatever it is. You know, and you begin smoking. And you begin flirting with women. Or with men. And maybe you go into adultery or fornication. You know, if you begin doing those things, it is an indication that in you there is no faith. Because if you have faith in the word of God, you will not do those things. That faith in the word of God will be your protection. It will be the law of God written not in stone, but written on your heart. Praise the name of the Lord. Now, a sinner is not necessarily he that does those things, but a sinner is he that does not believe the word. So, Help me now. There are many people who may even be seated right here. But before the Lord, they are sinners. When the word is preached, in your heart you don't receive it. In your heart you don't accept it. You'd rather accept something else. You are a sinner. We all, the Bible says, we were born in sin. People can be religious and yet still sinners before the Lord. All people were actually born in sin. Having not previously done any evil act. The moment you were born, you were actually a sinner. Having not previously done anything bad. So we would like, first of all, to understand the concept of sin. Unbelief and to rebel was a part of us the moment we came into the world. Now all this goes back to Genesis. The beginning. Adam and Eve sinned by taking the devil's word over God's word. And this brought a series of evil acts. And this condemned man. Murder. Deceit. Adultery, all immoral living, and, and you know, uh, envy, hatred, witchcraft, all those came as a reason of sin. So Jesus being without sin, because in Christ there was no unbelief. In Christ there was no sin. He knew no sin. So him being without sin, he was the only one worthy to redeem us from sin. He however had to become sin in order to redeem us from sin. If you understand that, say amen. Second Corinthians chapter 5 verse 21. For he made him to be sin for us who knew no sin that we might be made the righteousness of God 
in him. Atama nyachibi ya mfule chibi kuruafe tulioke tufukobu tukirivu Praise the name of the Lord. Jesus, no new sin. We know that because he was tested. When the devil came to him, he tested him time and time again. He says, If you be the Son of God, make these stones to become bread. If Jesus had believed that, now let me ask you, do you think that Jesus was able to do that? Was he able? Why didn't he then? He can't believe the devil. Hallelujah. Amen. If he had done it, say, okay, Satan, let me show you. And then he, he makes the stones to become bread. He would have become a sinner. He did not become a sinner because he knew who he was. Yani. He knew he was the son of God. He knew he was the word of God. And in him was not sin. And therefore the devil tempted him. Because Jesus was able and could be able to sin. But he did not. Because he knew who he was. And that's the only the reason why Jesus came. Because the children of God sin. Because they have not realized who they are. And that's why when Jesus came on earth. He always associated himself with sinners. Why? Because he he knew they did not know who they are. He knew the moment he goes around them. He will make them come to themselves. And they will realize. I am not supposed to be a sinner. I believe the word of God. I believe Jesus. And the moment they believe Jesus. From that time. They never became the same again. From that time, that life in them that craved for sin, it changed, it disappeared. And another life came in them. That's why the Bible says that I am dead and I live with Christ. Hallelujah. The life now that I live is not my life. It is Christ that lives in me. Hallelujah. Amen. And when Christ is in you, you know, he gives you that light. He gives you that power to be what? To be a son also. The way he was a son. You know the devil was able to overcome Jesus. He was able to. If only Jesus. Did not know who he was. But Jesus knew who he was. He knew I'm a son. If you are a son, it means you yourself are the word of God. If 
We can only know who we are. The devil cannot overcome us. He will tempt us like he tempted Jesus, but he can't overcome us. As many as received him. Oh, hallelujah. hallelujah. To them, he gave power. Oh, my goodness. Mm -hmm. He gave them power. Do you realize that? Brother Enoch, do you realize you have power? You have power. Power not to do things. But power to be somebody. Power to become a son or daughter of God. If you have received Christ in this generation and you have received the word of the hour and you have believed Christ and you have believed his death on the cross and you have believed the power of the word then you are no longer what you were born to be. It means you are a new person. You are no longer a son or daughter of your father. You are now a son of God. You are a daughter of God. And you begin now to learn. You know if you were 20 years. And you were a son of a king. A princess or a prince. But you were raised as a farmer. And then you realize now. Oh I am not a farmer. You know, you know how farmers walk. Farmers just walk. Yes, that's the right one. They just walk. And you know, they don't even clean their legs very well. Their feet. Their feet is usually dirty with a lot of mud. Their nails very shabby and their hair just looking the way it is. The way they dress. If you go in a village and look at the farmers, oh. You know the way they dress. Even they, they might be adults. But their clothes are teared. You know, they're all sweaty. Dirty and shabby. Because after all, they are in the garden. They are in the garden. And they are there. But the moment you are told, you are not actually the son of a farmer. You are actually, it was heat. But let me tell you, you are a son of a king. You are a daughter of a king. Hey! You will come to yourself. You look at yourself. What happened? The first thing you are going to do is to go to the bathroom. Hallelujah. Clean up your nails. Hallelujah. If you have those longer nails like those of, of, of children of farmers, have you never seen women with such nails? Long like that. They can even pierce you and break your neck. Daughters of farmers. That's the kind of nails they have. The first thing you are going to do, sister, is to go tighten up your nails. You cut them. You remove all that, that pain. Because you are told you are a daughter of a 
king. You are coming to yourself. You are realizing who you are. Hallelujah. Amen. You're going, to, you're going to clean yourself up. You're going to dress like a, a child of a king. You are going to, uh, you know, begin walking differently. Even your walk will change. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Even your walk will change. You cannot walk like a farmer's child. You'll begin walking like a child of a king. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, children of a king who really know who they are, they walk gracefully. Hallelujah. They just walk gracefully. Your walk is not going to be the walk of others. You will walk Watch others walking, and you will just know they are different from you. Now, listen to me. Your hair, you will clean it up. Why do you do all that? Not to be who you are. No, not to be who you are. But you are doing there because you have realized who you really are. Hallelujah. Amen. That is why Chovola we ba. don't have the gospel of do's and don'ts. But we have the gospel. The message of the hour is here to tell us who we really are. Amen. Amen. As you sit down under the word, every day you get to know more of you. No. Not just more of Christ. But the more you know Christ, the more you know yourself. And the more you know yourself, the more you will walk like a child of God. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. For Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Being made a curse for us. For it is written. Curse is everyone that hangeth on a tree. So now by accepting the hanging on the cross. He took our curse. Only Jesus could be a sinner's friend. Because he actually was cast. He took our curse. So whenever Jesus comes to you, my brother, just trying to tell you, I feel you. I know what you, you've been through. I know what it is. Those he came for are the sinners, not the righteous. He specializes in sinners. He specializes to do things thought impossible. The word has, today has only one purpose. To serve a sinner. That's the only purpose of the word. That's the only reason why we preach. That's the reason why we print books. That's the reason why we go for evangelism. That's the reason why we start a church and put chairs for people to come. That's why we do we record our services. 
That's why we do everything we do. We are trying to create an atmosphere to invite a sinner. Let us not be like the Pharisees' church. My desire for this fellowship is that we will have a heart that Christ Jesus had a heart of knowing that he was a sinner's friend and that for him he was always attracting sinners and whenever sinners came they never went out the same because the power of Jesus Christ struck them and they realized who they are. They came to themselves and they realized I have to change. Let me tell you, if this message cannot change sinners, cannot convert sinners, I am sorry, then it is not the truth. Are you hearing me? If this message is not the If this message cannot bring a prostitute under subjection of the word, then it has no power. If this message cannot stop your lasting, if this message cannot turn you away from fornication, if this message cannot turn you away from loving the things of the world, we shouldn't even preach it. It's not worthy of our time. But why do we preach it? Listen to me, church. People have preached it for years. It is only in this message, listen to me, that have made people who have preached this message for years. Not for money. Not for pride. Not for popularity. It is only in this message that I know people who forsook great things, the great plans they had, others were great businessmen, they left it all, others had business empires, they left it all, and they focused their life on preaching this message. This is unlike all the other denominations of Pentecostal denominations. We don't just come here to have church. Let me tell you, this is a message of grace and of power. And this message has power to change. That's the reason why we are preaching it. And that's why we preach it so emotionally. Why? Because it means so much to us. Hallelujah. Amen. I don't care. Bring me a sinner here. The vilest sinner. And sit them down there for some little time. And let me preach to them this message. I tell you what. If they are the seed of God, this message has power to convert them. It has power to change them. Without even me saying, Hallelujah. This message, the word of God, will make the women throw away their trousers. 
It will make them throw away their lipstick and, and, and all the makeup. Without me talking about it. Just by preaching the love of Jesus Christ. Just by reveal the, the revelation of the word. It's not even about the preacher. It's about the message. When we get that mind, <laughs> the mind which was in Jesus Christ, oh, you will not even take a Sunday without coming with somebody. And you not judge those people before you bring them. Don't do this. Don't, don't, don't do this. No, no, don't, you cannot come like no, this. No, no, don't. You will not do that. You not fear. If I take my friends. They will now think. You know, they say, show me who you walk with. I will tell you who you are. If I take my friend, they will say, who will say? The Pharisees will say. Not he that has the mind of Christ. The Bible says, let this mind be in you. In you, the church. As it was in Christ. What's the mind of Christ? And those are Where are the sinners? Bring them to me. Bring them. Where are the sinners? Bring them. That's the mind of Christ. Why? Because he knew. Let me be with the sinner for one minute. Let a sinner come around me. Brother Shem, let a sinner come around me. For just five minutes, I will show you what I, Jesus, can do. Hey. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. This message. Made you throw away the things you threw away. How many, how many women here we are wearing trousers? Raise up your hands. Look, look at the hands. Look, look at the hands. No. No. Put it up. Let them see. Look at that. Hallelujah. Amen. How many here we are using makeup? Yes, look around. Tell me. You are not even ashamed to testify. What happened? The power of the world. Hallelujah. Amen. If God did it for you, He can do it for somebody else. Hallelujah. Amen. If Jesus is coming today, He's coming to bring those sinners. He is He will not be happy with us. If our some of the chairs are empty, when where you live, where you walk around, your workplace. Sinners are everywhere. Come on, if you have the heart of God, you will drag those sinners to church. Bring them to church. Bring them dressed in their leggings. Bring them with their makeup. Bring them. Why? Because what we have is much more than what they have. What we have is a great thing. It's a power. 
that can change a sinner is a power that can convert you and make you what you never thought you can become. Hallelujah. Amen. The first time I heard this message, I never knew I would preach it. Look at what the message has made me. What Amen. am I even talking about? I am here just shouting and making noise. I never thought I'd become this. But this is the power of the message. And don't be worried. Don't even be scared. What this message will make you. Because whatever God has purpose for you. God will accomplish it. You can run. You can hide. But his purpose will be accomplished. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Just bring them in anyhow. And see what God will do. Hmm. Preachers, when you take the pulpit to preach, preach with the heart for sinners. Don't preach to condemn. Preach to save. And I'll show you examples here of our Lord. You know, I used to be in a church somewhere where there was a, 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 a brother preaching. And not that this is the mindset of many people who believe the message. Because of the way it has been presented. You know, and, and you know, whenever you would see a woman coming in wearing a trouser. He would change the preaching. So let us go to the tournament 225. No. That's not the kind of gospel. We do not preach to condemn. We preach to save. And listen. If when we preach. They don't get changed. Then we are not preaching to begin with. Do you understand what I'm talking about? If when we preach, they don't get changed, then what we are preaching is not the word. And if what we preach is forcing them to change, to make them do things, we have not preached the word. You've not understood that. Praise the name of the Lord. It's not me, your pastor, to change you. I can't. If you do change because of me, you will not go in the rapture. Because you've not truly changed. Brother Enoch, if you have some behaviors in you, but whenever you see me around, you've been eating things. The daily pastor is coming. Pastor, God bless you. Hallelujah. You see, I will say, my, my brother has changed. But actually, God is looking at your heart. You've not changed to begin That's what I'm saying. If we preach 
to change people. We are not preaching. But we should preach the word for the word to have an everlasting effect on our lives. Because church, why do I preach to you? Because when that morning of the rapture comes, I want you to be among those who will go. This is not about me. It's not about uh, our society, our church. It's about the rapture, the coming of the Lord. If the Lord comes, and you are a very good sister dressing very well, oh, everybody says and is praising you, and then you don't go in the rapture. I have failed as a pastor. And we have many of such young ladies in churches that claim to preach this message. Very well dressed. But their heart is the heart of the liar. When they take young men, they would rip them apart. We have such young men there. Their hearts have never changed. Listen to me. This message, if we feed on it, listen, we have the Bible. Let us read it. Let us feed on it. We have the message books. What are they for? Let us read them. Let us listen. Listen. Don't you worry about what you have around you. Just feed on that word. There is power in that word. To change you. And make you what you never thought you would become. Oh my, Amina. this is what we need. Because Jesus Yesu. is a sinner's friend. Jesus is your friend this morning. Yesu Hallelujah. Amen. And then you have a lot of young people living so immorally. But they attend church. They attend church. If God was to put a camera there, a, 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 a screen, and put a second life of everybody there, I wonder how many would sit here comfortably. If you feel you might be comfortable, it's time for you to make a decision. Are you going to continue being a Pharisee? Or are you going to have the heart of Christ? The Pharisees were quick to condemn others. But they themselves were two times the children of hell. I remember and I always gave this testimony. I was with my wife and we were in Ethiopia. And uh, this lady came, you know, somebody told us, oh, I'm going to bring this woman, you know, she will believe this, the message. She's a prayer warrior. Actually, that is the day my mindset changed. 
I told her, uh, as, as, as he was talking about her, I was seeing a very well dressed young with no makeup, no earring, even prayerful, walking gracefully. But as I was in my room with my wife, with this brother, she walked in. As soon as I looked at her, I started the judgment trend. Now, now, now he even wasted my time. How can he bring me a prostitute? This message is for people who are somewhere. At least if they are like maybe Pentecost or something, they'll just, you know, Preach to them and then they believe. I don't believe that anymore. Because I believe this message is not to do to help us to proselyte easily. Pull them from their church to our church. But for somebody who is drinking and smoking, a prostitute kind of lifestyle. No, no, no. Let the Pentecostals reach to them first. Then we shall take it from there. Then you have no power. You are powerless. You are powerless. Is this message Christ? I'm asking you. Is it Christ? Can it change? Does it have power? It has power. It can change a sinner into a saint. Come with your ganja. I promise you. Yes, the first one was right. Because I'm, I'm sure you are wondering, yeah, Pastor, that is too far. It is not too far. <laughs> Come with your ganja. Bring them in with their ganja. And my Jesus Christ will give them something more powerful than that. And they will never be interested in that, the other one. And that lady, as I started judging her, you know, she had all the. Oh. My righteous indignation should laugh. Oh, this, I don't know what my wife thought. But in a moment, maybe she was thinking like me, I don't know. In a moment, she left me with her and the other brother. She, she disappeared into the bathroom. I realized she was praying the whole time. I don't know what she was praying for. But maybe she was praying, oh God, this is big or whatever. I don't know whatever she was praying. I don't know. But she went to pray. And why? Because it was one room, you know. And, and so, and then I, uh, I was very bit of preaching to her. But I was even preaching, fearing now. Whatever I will talk about, she will think I'm attacking her. 
So I, I was just trying to pick a little here, pick a little there, pick a little here. And then she realized what I was trying to do. She, to she stopped me. Oh, I, I love that sister. She changed my mindset forever. She stopped me and said, look here. I've been praying the whole night. When she said that, I looked at her from head to toe. Praying the whole night. So I've been praying the whole night. And... Uh, I, I came here because uh, this brother told me that there were people who came from Uganda and I believe that they had my message because I asked God to send me somebody and I believe you are my message if you have anything to say if it is the word of God say it now I will believe it when she said that, it was like she injected me something. And I like, I opened up. I was like, oh God. She is not what I'm seeing. She is more than what I'm seeing. Let me tell you, there are many people out there who are more than what they look. Inside there is a seed of God, but they are doing the things they are doing on the outside because they don't know who they are. When you give them the message, this is just nothing for them. They'll just drop it. I preached to that sister. I opened up. I preached everything. From serpent seed to the rapture. That means I spoke about even the dressing and the, the, the baptism and the Godhead. I preached it all. I was anointed. And I preached it. And she was receiving it. She would say Amen. 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 And at the end of it all. You know this sister, she started crying and laughing. Crying and laughing. I was like, what is this? It's mixed feelings. She started this when I started talking about the, the makeups and the, you know, the, 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 the you know, the, 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 the uh, you know the dressing talking about morality okay. and, uh, decency how the devil has taken it away from the church and the people and and how God wants to return to his people with this message of restoration and started laughing and crying and, and tears were going down as she, and when I, I I was like oh God am I hurting her and then I said, what do you think, sister? She, she cried. And said, God has always told me this in my heart. God has always spoke to me about these things in my heart. But when I asked her pastor, she told me you don't need to worry. God looks at the heart. But in my heart, I always knew it. But I didn't know it was in the Bible. But now that you have showed it to me, may God have mercy on me. I'm willing to leave it. And you know, even all these things, all these, what is it, eyebrows? It had, it, it had gone, disappeared. And she just paid. You know what? In one year, she became brand new. Her skin became brand new. Her eyebrows grew, 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 grew back. 
That very morning, she came back with a very big gown. And she had tied something <laughs> to make it fit her. And she told me, I don't, I have never owned a skirt in my life. Or oh, as a dress. So I had to borrow this. So I can come for baptism. <laughs> we had to shop for her. Because she said, I've given, I've, I've, I've thrown all away everything that I have. And I watched God transform her life. God transform her life. And because of that one woman, because of that one woman, the whole country of Ethiopia has received the message. Amen. Jesus Christ yes, is a sinner's friend. Praise the name of the Lord. And I'll go for 20 more minutes. Hallelujah. Amen. My entire mindset changed. From that day, as long as somebody had a desire to hear, I said I'll always give my entire life. And I'll not give up on them. Because Christ did not give up on me. And Brother Branham says, if there ever was a time that we needed every one of you, it's right now. You need me and I need you. God needs both of us. Let's join our hearts and efforts together. Let's not let Brother Luanga go to find them alone. You know, have a heart of God. Go with him and help him to find them. Praise the name of the Lord. Let's not think because we are Nazarene, pilgrim, holiness, Catholic, Presbyterian, Pentecostal, or whatever we are. Let's be Christian. Let's design the body of the Lord and reach out an arm. To even the vilest of a sinner. This is your prophet saying this. And bring them into the fold. Do we believe that or we And he said, that's my humble prayer. Even to the vilest of us. Let us extend an arm. And bring them into the fold. Let me tell you when I came to the message. One thing that attracted me. Was the love. Sometimes new people come around here. And I watch believers and I marvel. You find brothers and sisters and talking to one another because they know one another. And they leave the new people to stand there stranded. We need to have the heart of God. When you see a new younger sister, a new younger brother, don't wait for the pastor to go to them. Sister, 
go to them mothers, mothers, go to them brothers, go to the young men extend an arm have a zeal to reach out for a sinner tell them about what God has done in this generation tell them about baptism in Jesus name tell them about the rapture about the coming of the Lord tell them about what we have because what we have they don't have and what they have if they are the seed of God they need it Praise, praise the name of the Lord. What they have, they need it. What we have, they need it. His unfailing words of promise. It says the word always corrects the error. How many believers? The word always. Always. Corrects the error. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I remember as a young man. I would put on short uh, shorts. And go out. But I, I, I had one brother preaching on Red Court somewhere. Now Brother Banner was calling it the woman is inside where. I said, what? Okay. I will not do it again. And indeed you find men very fat men in the supermarket wearing those shorts. And you know the men's legs are very ugly. You know, they are like men's legs are like uh, iron bars. So you take your iron bars in a shot. You begin walking. You know, I didn't know it was wrong until I heard it in the message. I changed it. And many of you have had many things that you didn't know were wrong. And you changed it. You didn't need to fight with the word. You did not need to do that. Because the word corrects the error. When you hear the word, as a child of God, you will be corrected. The word always corrects the error. And if people could only see it today, the word corrects the error. Hallelujah. Amen. So sometimes, you may even want to correct somebody. Even before you bring them to the church. I'd like to take you to our church. But you see, you have to dress uh, 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 the way we, I dress. Oh, you know, ah. The person will say, okay, I'll tell you when I, I'll get ready to go. And that soul is gone. Don't worry. Bring them to church. The word always corrects the air. Always. Are these my words? Why would you come to church alone? Meet somebody on Saturday. Appoint them. 
Let's go together. I want you to hear this. The word always corrects the error. The whole thing is becoming an error. But God's word is what is right. He said heavens and earth will pass away. But my words shall not pass away. And the word that is prophesied for this day corrects the error of the day. Do you understand? We have a lot of errors in our generation. But don't you worry. The word we have in our day, the message of the hour, it will correct the errors for this day. The word itself corrects the error. The people today say, oh, let's join this, let's go to the council, let's do all these things. That's an error. And the word comes back and corrects that error. Hallelujah. The time of the hour, now we know these things are true. So no matter how great the error might seem to be, the word always corrects Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How many love the Lord this morning? Let me tell you, church, if this mind is in us, God is going to do exploits with us. With you. With you, young men. You, young ladies. Even you, mothers. See, God wants to do exploits with us. But this will not work if we don't have that mind. And there are many, several scriptures I wanted to show you here on, on how Christ was a sinner's friend. But I'll read one and then I'll, I'll leave the two or three for another service. Let us go to Luke 7.36. And one of the Pharisees desired him that he would eat with him. And he went into the Pharisee's house and sat down to meet. And behold, a woman in the city which was a sinner, when she knew that Jesus sat at meat in the Pharisee's house, brought an alabaster box of the ointment and stood at his feet behind him weeping and began to wash his feet with tears and did wipe them behind uh, uh, wiped them with the hairs of her head and kissed his feet and anointed them with ointment. Now when the Pharisee which had bitten him saw it, he spake with, within himself, saying, This man, if he were a prophet, would have known who and what manner of woman this is that touches her, for she is a sinner. And, and, and Jesus answering said unto him, Simon, I have somewhat to say unto thee. And, and he saith unto the master, say on. There was a certain creditor which had two debtors. The one owed 500 pence and the other 50. And when they had nothing to pay, he frankly forgave them both. Tell me the offer. Which of them will love him most? Simon answered and said, I suppose that he to whom he forgave most. And he said unto him, thou hast rightfully judged. And he turned to the woman and he said unto Simon, 
Seest thou this woman? I entered into thy house. Thou gavest me no water for my feet, but she has washed my feet with tears and wiped them with the hairs of her head. Thou gavest me no kiss, but this woman, since the time I came in, has not ceased to kiss my feet. My head with oil thou didst not anoint. But this woman, this sinner, has anointed my feet with ointment. Wherefore, I say unto thee, her sins, which are many, are forgiven. Amen. For she loved him much. But to whom little is forgiven, the same loveth little. And he said unto her, thy sins are forgiven. And they sat at meat with him, began to say within themselves, Who is this that forgiveth sins also? And he said unto the woman, Thy faith has saved thee. Go in peace. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Now you have heard the scripture. I believe it explains everything I've been talking about today. Simon was a Pharisee, a good man. You can say a believer. And a believer invited Jesus in his house. And he ignored him. Many believers invite Jesus, but they ignore him. Brother Barnum in his meetings, whenever he was in America among believers, the gift of healing did not work as much. But when he went to other believers like in South Africa and other uh, and India and other places, great, great miracles happened. And many of those were even Catholics. And many of those gave their life to Jesus. Do you remember the man who was blind? And, 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 and Brother Banham prayed for him. And he asked him, Do you believe me? He said, Yes. Yes, I do. Okay, you are healed. Go in Jesus' name. And the man was still blind. But when he left, later on, he came back. He said, I can't see still. He said, but I want, you said you believed me. But you said you, I was healed. And Brother Barnum said, but you said you believed me. He said, yes, I believed you. Okay, now go. Continue saying, by his stripes I'm healed. That man was a Catholic. And he was healed. And his eyes opened up. Many of such miracles happened among the heathen. People who are not believers. Because for there is something about a sinner. A sinner always knows they are bad. A sinner knows they need something they don't have. But a believer, they think they have entitlement. Simon thought, I don't need this Jesus as much. 
from a child I have been trained how to talk how to dress how to behave and this Jesus is a good man and I will come to him in my home but I will not shower his feet I will not clean his feet because I don't really need him to be saved the man did not realize that he did not realize that he needed this Jesus because he realized he didn't have a lot of sins. Do you have many sins? Ah, many of you will say, no, 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 no. I'm a believer, I don't have many sins. You are like this man, the Pharisee. He thought he didn't have many sins. But when this woman came, this woman was a prostitute. And when she came, and she started to, uh, immediately she didn't even talk with Jesus. Because she knew she was unworthy. She had an alabaster, I don't know if this is the woman with the an alabaster box. Praise the name of the Lord. Okay, this is another one here. But this woman then came immediately. She, she came right to the feet of Jesus and bowed there and began crying and her tears was washing the feet of Jesus. Are you following me? And her tears was washing the feet of Jesus. And while she used her hair to clean it. And this woman, the Pharisee, the one who knew he did not have a lot of sin, and he was a believer. He looked at Jesus. This is not in order. And you know, Jesus, Simon was not talking. It was in his heart. God knows our heart. Our thoughts speak louder than our words. And Jesus looked at her. At him. And he said, Simon. I want to teach you something. So there was a man. Who had uh, uh, two people that were his daughters. And one of, the, of them owed him 500 pence. And others 50. And he said, They were all not having enough to pay. Now, before we continue, I want us to learn something from that. This Simon, Simon looked at Jesus. Are you following me, church? Brother Joel, you're following? Simon looked at Jesus. Simon looked at Jesus. And he said, what? I wish he knew what type of woman this woman is. She's a sinner. He's a sinner. Was he right? Yes, he was right. She was a sinner. That's true. It is true. But he thought Jesus did not know. Did he know? Alright. Now. And Jesus when he goes to teach Simon. 
Let me give you this story, Simon. There was a debtor who had two creditors. And these two people, both of them didn't have the money to pay back. But one was owed 500. Who do you think that woman was? I mean that person was. The woman. She was owed a lot. And another was owed how much? 50. What was Jesus trying to say? She's a sinner. But you are also a sinner. As much as she, she owes much. A sin is so much. And you think you are right here, Sanhol. But you are also a sinner. And you also owe 50. At that moment, he said to her, the man, the people couldn't pay. And he forgave them both. And he said, Who do you think? was more grateful. And, and, and Simon said, the one who was forgiven much. And Jesus taught him a lesson here. He says, you have rightly, rightly judged. And he returned to the woman and said unto Simon, do you see this woman, Simon? I entered into your house. You did not give me water for my feet. You did not wash my feet with tears. But she has been washing my feet with her own tears. And he has wiped me with her own hair. You did not kiss me. But this woman has been kissing me since I came in here. You did not anoint my head with oil. But this woman, she anointed my feet with ointment. Therefore, I say unto thee, her sins, which are many, because she loved the forgiven. But to whom little is forgiven, the same loveth little. I find that many believers love the Lord little. To, to many of them, you don't even want to go to their churches anymore. Man here. I sat with him and he was shocked to know that we believe the message. Do you believe the message? He said, yes. He said, I know, but I was, in, I was taken to such and such a fellowship. And they also believe the basics that he told me. But I said, say it, what is it? I thought you were like them. They are so stretchy. So cold. They can't even say amen. Just, and then he said, so if you believe the same thing they do, then you people have a lot of work to do. And he's right. 
Because so many of the believers they are like these Pharisees who feel they are forgiven little. Who feel they are righteous and holy. And therefore they don't need to worship a lot. And that's why when you go among the Pentecostals oh, they don't have the word but they have praise. Mm. Why? Why? Because they know they are like this woman here. But may God help us that we may never ever feel like this Simon. I don't want to be in the place and position of Simon. I want to be in the place of this woman. Hallelujah. Amen. Where I know I am a sinner. And Jesus is my friend. Where I know I have my liberty to shed my tears and wash Jesus' face. Where you can be in church and you are not ashamed to cry in worship. You are not ashamed to put your glory down. This woman put her hair down and wash Jesus' face. But some of you are so holy and so smart that you can't even cry you can't even you know kneel down you, you can't even you know you, you, you are so dignified listen to me you need to be like this woman put your glory down put your prestige down you need to learn to worship much. you worship until you cry you worship until you feel you are in his presence because you realize you are a sinner saved by Christ a sinner that did not deserve this and never ever feel that you should never worship God because you are undeserving this woman worshipped God because she was undeserving. She went down because she was crying because of her sin. Her sin was too great. And she cried and cried and cried. And cried. In a denomination, they say for you to cry. You are just being emotional. No! Oh, may God return that Holy Ghost cry in the church of the living God where you will come and not be ashamed of crying. You cry the tears of joy, the tears of repentance, the tears of everything because you are worshiping God. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 I realize there is a lot more that I can talk about than I wanted to. I need to get this and let it let it soak in. And I'll I'll continue the Lord willing on Wednesday. If you are, you cannot be here, please stream the service. And, uh,
please stand, stand on your feet as we go into worship. Just want us to worship the Lord a little bit and
sins ever sins. Ever sins ever called it. Thank you, Jesus. You are 
to hear.
kuwalia kuweka na ukama wabasiga wana ukama Lord Jesus we come to you to worship to glorify your name my friends if you have a need today I would like you to lift up your hand to the Lord Recognize him as a friend. Let me pray together with you. You are the sinner's friend. Lord, looking around, we realize we would not have made it without you. Lord, I do not want to be a Simon. I don't want to be a Pharisee. I don't even want to feel that you have forgiven me a little. I want to be that woman that was forgiven much and that I've also loved much. And Father, may we not only dwell on our past. Let us, let us look unto what you have for us. In your, in your plan what you have planned for everyone in your kingdom Lord I pray let your kingdom come let your will be done in our lives Lord Jesus every man, every woman here Lord Jesus you forgive them of their sins and Father, may they walk in a greater light. And may they love you much and worship you much. <laughs> that they will wash your feet. They'll not be ashamed to wash your feet with their tears. They'll not be ashamed to give themselves to you and live a life of service. Lord, even as we have had an announcement for an outreach tonight, oh God, I know there is going to be someone that will hear. You are a sinner's friend. You are willing to serve them. You are willing to call them out. Somebody who is maybe hurting and depressed. Somebody that has lost it all. But today they will have an opportunity to hear. As we go in that town center to speak the word. I pray that you will prepare just what they need. You, oh God, knows every word that will be spoken there. May you call them out. May you find them, Lord. Even now, begin to prepare them, Lord. And if there be any sin here, Lord Jesus, I don't even want to call them on the altar. Because I want you to convict them, Lord Jesus. 
Convict them of sin. Convict them, Lord. Like you convicted that woman. And she gave her all. She gave all her glory, all her oil. All her oil. Tears. Everything she had. May we be a congregation of people that will give ourselves to you, Lord. Father, we commit this week into your hand. May you give us a burden for lost souls. Give us a revival in our souls. That we will have a burden for the lost souls. That wherever we go, so ever we shall meet, we will witness to them about the loving grace of Jesus. About what you have done for us in this day. The message of this day which has caught us out of confusion. Lord, we have much to say but we know you know it all. But the little we have spoken to you, may you take and receive it. And receive us, Father, unto yourself. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 God bless you. And to all those that have been streaming with us, God bless you also. And give you uh, His grace.